0: on this episode of Menstruction.
1: Just, you know, do the right thing and just come come to a human and be like, "Hey, I didn't like what you did. Mm-hmm. Could you could you maybe fix that and we can we could we could keep going on." Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so simple, but I I ain't going to cap. I found it hard too cuz it's like back in the day, I always was like, you know, if somebody got a problem with me, come to me. Yeah. But, you know, I usually got into a lot of you know trouble with that because it was like a lot of niggas wouldn't really come to me i mean most of my niggas would but it was about to fight (laughs) it wasn't really about to talk right you know so it was like i should have not been so gung-ho with ready to punch niggas and i should have been ready to talk so it's just like i feel as as long as you can speak to somebody and get your point across and they listen
0: it was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions A surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. <laughs> Greetings, 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 and salutations, my beautiful people and souls. Thank you for spending your time here again. This is Black Velvet coming through your airwaves, and this is indeed menstruation, the place where the men of today build the structures for the men of tomorrow, the place where we Hopefully provide for you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. We back at it. We back at it. I am trying to usher in some wonderful, fantastic, fabulous conversations for you all, Black History Month. Because what better way to Usher in and, and show just so much appreciation for the month that we got, which is somehow the shortest month of the year, by showing just how amazing we are, right? While having the the best conversations with some of the most enlightened and insightful black brothers that I know, very people who, as I always say, inspire this platform to exist. So... Before we go into our conversation for today, um, I, I want to state this is another episode on the go. So, of course, um, if the if, if the quality is not as velvety and crispy as you're used to, just know we're, we're trying different things from different places. Um, there may be some sounds in the background, but you know how you know what I say. Focus on the content. It's for the content. I have another guest in the house today is someone who has truthfully has always had a mind that has been very intriguing to me in his own way. can be very elusive. Not, not ever really for bad reasons. You know, it's just, uh, uh, I, as I like to say, he's a hard book to read. And, you know, I think those sometimes offer you the best experience. Cause then when you do understand, it's like, wow, it's a lot of depth in there. there's a lot of character there. Man, we we I I think that when I when I thought about the topic that we're discussing today, he's one of the people that popped into my head and I had to bring him in. I said, Man, we gotta sit down, we gotta talk. Let me bring him into the mic, bring him in. Larry, talk to the people.
1: What's up, what's up? It's your boy. Um, thank you. I do appreciate you, my boy Chase, you know uh we definitely do go all the way back and I'm glad I'm here today honestly it's like I I usually don't you know talk on platforms When this is actually my first one I actually just talked on for real so to be invited <laughs> is very nice and I do appreciate it you know also I don't really um I don't really you know it's hard for me to talk about you know myself and my background and shit like that Cause it ain't, it ain't nothing like sweet or nothing like that. Right. You know, I'm um, I'm adopted. Um,
0: well give, give the people just a little bit of background about yourself, uh, you know, briefly.
1: Okay then. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, you my boy. It's like you actually wanted to start something out and you know, not a lot of people actually take that step to actually. Go and do something, right, right? Right. And for me, if my if my people say they gonna go out and do something, I'ma support them absolutely. And if you say you want me to be on it, you know, even though I'm not a talkative person, right. I'ma do my best to conjure up some words for you absolutely. <laughs> and and I if, also think you're doing a very nice, you know, a very great thing.
0: We've had conversations, neither just, and even conversations that I've I've heard you have over the years. There's always been an essence there, you know. There's always been a layer of Depth there that comes out in its own natural organic way, and you know I, I th- those are the kinds of influences and voices I I, I want to put on the platform. You know, so I'm glad to have you here. Hell yeah, yeah, I do uh, appreciate it. I'm that. glad to it have you. Nice. So we're gonna get right into it. I have really been considering a lot this year, especially really what it takes to be. a a great prosperous developing man because to me there's a process to it and there are a lot of pieces that go into it as well and i like to consider the things that that are essentials and that maybe aren't necessarily essentials and things you can pick up along the way because there are a lot of great men out there who came from lesser than backgrounds and and they had less than uh, others in their in their field and their environment and it really in a lot of ways shapes how they develop and become and that's the, the the very thing i think a key crucial component of that that doesn't get addressed as often is the environment aspect it's very important, like the environment of which there there is a concept called environmental determinism, which in itself is kind of self-explanatory. Essentially, it kind of is a, a is a theory of how your environment, meaning where you grew up, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you experienced, the factors that you had to deal with determine in many ways your overall trajectory. Of course. And the success that you have moving forward. And regardless of the the other resources you may accrue or the things that you might develop for yourself over time, your environment in a lot of ways is gonna determine how you approach those things okay. and the valuation you give to those things. And you may or may not recall, but there was a conversation that um, you, myself, and Alex had had, um, this was some years ago, but we had a conversation kind of about that very topic about how your environment, how it, de- how it determines how you move. Yeah. And I think at the time, we were discussing how the our location, where we are now, not to give our location away, but where we are now, how this isn't the most conducive place for people at our stage in life. Yes. And trying to really strive for more and do more and i think we were all at a point at that time where we were just really frustrated with where we stood yeah in some part because of uh again just the environment being what it is and feeling like we weren't being provided with the best resources with the best opportunities that conversation for some reason just came into my head recently and i was like man he has, he has a great understanding of, of this because I remember, the thing I remember in that conversation is we, I, I remember that listening to your perspective and your input in the conversation, it made me, it was kind of a, an eye-opening moment for me where I had then, I was able to see you as a more insightful individual. And so when that was opened up, I was like, man, he also sees to really make it you gotta
1: get out of here. Honestly, it's like if you if you are ready to become something bigger than anything, it's like you're gonna have to leave home. It's like especially if you your home is down here in Mobile. Yeah. It's like I, I get it, you know, but we don't have opportunities like that. And you ain't gonna find no fucking like black black doctors like that for real, for real. It's like you go to USA, I, I done worked though for two straight years. Yeah. You see Asians, right. you see whites, top floors. Yeah. I worked there two whole years. Like, every black person I know, we wasn't even on a damn floor. We was in a basement. Mm. So it's like, you know, you get like probably $10, $9 in that shit. Mm. You know, but if you really want to strive being a young, I feel like a young black man, right. it's like you can try. You can really try Mobility. I ain't saying you can't do it because it's like it's a couple, couple niggas down here that's really up there. Right. But it's like if you really trying to strive, it's like you got to take your brain somewhere where it can it can grow. Yeah. You can't just stay home and think you're just going to get all the information in the world. Yeah. That ain't that ain't.
0: That is an amazing point that you just made right there and I want to come back to that about what the importance of flying the coop, so to speak, you know, leaving the nest. But where I want to start, a question I want to ask you as far as i i recall you born and raised here Mm -hmm. and this is um you know this this is what you know and and this is for me you know i've been here for some time i've seen some things enough but you know i don't have that complete experience the first thing i would ask you is what from what you've seen just from you know growing up being a kid through adolescence To now, you know, making strides and decisions for yourself and trying to discover what kind of man you want to be. Mm -hmm. How has this environment, what has this environment shown to you about through those phases?
1: Well, for real, it's like I've, it's like I learned that, you know, you can't, you can't think you're the big dog every day, you know, you can't go around not giving a fuck you know about the people close to you because you know i found out that teamwork you know makes the dream work right absolutely. you know it's like if i didn't have none of none of y'all it's like i i probably wouldn't be here it's like if i didn't have alex to talk to you know deontay to just rock with me through my depression up and downs you know you to talk to keep me in the loop and intellectual, right. you know, fucking, I, I wouldn't be the person I am. Right. And I was an asshole. <laughs> I was so mean to all the people I loved and kept close. And I didn't do it on purpose. It was just, it was all I knew back then. Mm-hmm. I ain't know how to approach people.
0: And would you say that that was a product of... Of my Here environment in, this, in exactly. this area Or what, what, what went into yeah, that? It's
1: like That was just It was just how I was brought up You right. know Being adopted And not having You know Too much of A family head mm. You got a mama of course But you know You're an adopted kid It's like It's not like You don't You think that She wants you for real mm. It's like So You start to hate the world And Then You know When I was 12 Real mama died, so I started to hate the world more, ask questions like, you know, why I had to go through that bullshit, yada, yada, yada. But then like, you know, I got cold, and it was like, every person I knew was like, if I wasn't talking to him, if I wasn't being, the me I knew was just being as much as an asshole as I could and seeing if they would stay close. Cause if they stood close enough and stayed by me, even though I was that way, it was like, maybe if I, when I do loosen up, they gonna stay forever type shit. So I had to learn the hard way when I lost a lot of my niggas. You know, there's a lot of niggas I don't, I don't rock with like that no more. And I can't blame them cause you know, I did some stupid ass shit. You know, I apologize for all my shit. But I can't, I can't make amends for everybody. Right. You know, if you if you forgive me, thank you. Right. If you don't, I can't blame you. I want you to live the best life you can. <laughs>
0: yeah, I understand so, absolutely. It's and like so, so with with would you say that? Yeah, because you were saying that with the people that you were close to, mm-hmm. the people that were in that circle for you. And you said that, you know, you were, you were less than favorable to them. You'd be an asshole to them. And you said that was kind of your way of, of testing them. Yes. Um, and would testing, I'm assuming you're saying like testing their loyalty and fidelity to see if they would stick around. Um, would you say that's, that was part of why you do that? Were you testing to see? It was
1: just like to see if they would like stay around and still call themselves my friends. It's like if they would stay with me, even though I would, you know, be that much of an asshole and just, you know, be that rough with them. If they still would be like, you know, Larry, you all right? You straight? You cool, bro? It's like I fucks with that. Right. It's like they really down for me, even though I'm this way. Right. It's like they probably, they probably don't know what the fuck going on with me, Right. you know, but they still down for me anyway.
0: I love that you pointed that out because that's one of the things that I feel like, as men interacting with each other, especially coming from different backgrounds, I feel like what gets missed a lot of the time mm-hmm. is we we get to points at, at times where we go against each other, oh, yeah. and we get to points where sometimes it gets you know really volatile. I don't know if it's just our natural demeanor to defend. And to protect, or if it goes into, you know, just personal traumas that some of us have individually. But there almost seems to be this propensity sometimes for us to not be willing to understand another man's perspective and, moreover, his struggles. And we get to a point where we'll be in an environment with a lot of different guys and and from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll come across someone who maybe gets along with and vibes with mutual friends of yours. But with you, you're like, man, I don't like him. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't vibe with him, whatever, whatever. I don't like the way he moves. And I think we all have met somebody that fits that criteria. Oh yeah. What I what I feel like gets overlooked is you don't know that person's background. You don't know what environment they came up in. Mm -hmm. You don't know what was what part of their 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 personality was ingrained from them ingrained in them from what they had to go through. And so, at you pointing out at a time in your life where you were just being a full-blown dickhead to the people around you is and that time I'm sure there were some people that interacted with you and that were around you mm-hmm. that were just like, "Yo, I can't deal with this dude. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> Most I can't, definitely. and I can't, and I'm sure there were other people who probably banged with you super hard, and so at some point you were that person. At some point, all of us are that person, but we, we, we tend to not recognize that. We, I feel like we stray away from that sometimes. What we
1: definitely do. It's like I feel like, I mean, it's like the saying, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Right. It's like, you know. I, I I try to do better about it now that I'm, you know, growing up and shit, but it's like, you know, you have to think about, you know, that person is just a another person. Right. It's like, it's the same thing as you. It's like, you if you go through shit, another person going to probably be going through the same shit, maybe even worse shit than you. Right. It's like, so, it's like, I feel it's like this. If you are at this moment feeling shitty, it's like, I can promise you somebody else like probably 10 feet away, or maybe even a mile away is feeling just as shitty or even more shitty. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to think, like kind of take it away from yourself and not be like, man, I, I feel shitty. It's like, there's so many more people right now feeling shitty. Yeah. It's like, I get it. You know, people want to get angry and get mad at each other and be like, I'm the bigger man. And you know, let's let's go shoot up this person for this reason, but it's not that deep. You're right. It's like that person you trying to shoot and kill you got a mama, you know, probably got a couple brothers, probably got some sisters, probably got a dad. It's like, bro, it's like you want to really take somebody from their family. It's like some people ain't even got that. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's an individualized struggle. Exactly. And by us you know, trying to be hyper-masculine and, and trying to, you know, put the world on our shoulders and, ah, you know, my struggle's worse than your struggle, nah, it bro. becomes, it turns into this really weird dick-swinging contest of who has the bigger struggle. Yeah,
1: it's like, bro, it's like, no, there's no reason for any of that. It's like, if anything, it's like, we, if you, if it's really anything like that, all of us should come together. It's like, let's all share the burden, goddamn. Yeah. It's like, if you feeling sad, shit, what the fuck wrong with you? Right. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's stop getting you sad, pick you up. It's like, y'all gotta understand, we all brothers out here. And it's that, like, people die every day already.
0: You made the point perfectly, and, and that's exactly where I wanted to go with it. That's supposed to create community. Exactly. That That's a way. That's how you draw bonds. And I addressed this in another episode. If you haven't, go back and listen to that one about the importance of the bonding and how as men, how through our struggles, that's how we create community. And that's how we create those stronger bonds with each other. But we rob ourselves of that when we are not open and honest about our feelings.
1: Man, the thing about it is every nigga these days think they got to be hard as fuck. Every nigga think they got to just be like the coldest nigga out there. Don't show no type of emotion. You know, don't help no nigga. Don't do shit for no nigga. You just got to like boost yourself up. And I get it, you know, always boost yourself up. You know, you always want good for yourself. Right. But it's like, you know, it don't it don't ever hurt to show love. It and don't. so
0: why, why do you think that is? Because I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like that is a... a That's a default that is definitely encouraged. Oh, yeah. And, and pushed forward in a lot of cases.
1: It's like, usually, I can... From my perspective, it's like... It's been taught a long-ass time just how men shouldn't, you know... Mm. Be like, you know... Sweet or some shit. Nice guys. But it's also like... Pride. Mm. From my perspective, niggas got pride.
0: Mm.
1: Almost every man has a sense of pride absolutely it's like no nigga ever just want to be bitched no nigga ever want to feel like a bitch i get it but it's like you know it's up to you when you you know feel like some type of bitch it's like you know if if a nigga call me a bitch i know i'm not no bitch right (laughs) i'll knock a nigga out but it's like if 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 you call are called a bitch and you feel yourself like you are a bitch, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. It's like, you know, it don't hurt to show love nobody, you know, see what's up with somebody, you know, yeah. give a hug to a nigga or some shit. If they really down like that. Yeah. You know, niggas need it.
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely. It's like, goddamn.
1: It's like, I don't know. But it's definitely just I feel like niggas just got too much pride. They don't want to just seem like, you know, a, a sappy-ass nigga or some shit. It ain't nothing sappy about, you know, showing affection to the people you give a fuck about.
0: Absolutely not. And would you say that, in your experience, when when men get go around that convention and they do open up, and they're honest about those more those more vulnerable parts mm-hmm. and the things that the struggles the personal struggles we're having. What if, what comes of that?
1: It's hard. It's just from the experience. It's hard to open up and just you know be able to tell people about what the fuck you're going through. But it's like it's it's always to that person. You know, it's like you only you can only talk to people about that type of shit if you feel like that person's gonna really give a fuck about you. It's like you have to really take a moment and look at the people around you, it's like think if, do they text you, do they check up on you, you know, do they, you know, make sure your ass, your brain straight from time to time, do they try to hang with you, shit like that, cause, you know, there's definitely been times I done just, you know, said some shit to the wrong people you know, gave gave stupid ass information about my life, you know, to this wrong girls and shit. And I don't even talk to their ass no more. But they they just got that information. Right. So it's like you gotta choose who you open up to of course, but it's like you can't you can't just keep it in forever. It's like find you somebody you can you can trust.
0: Yeah. I didn't I hadn't even considered that before. That for some people it's a matter of not they're not being enough trust or or they're feeling like I can't open up to that person because I don't know if that's someone that I can be that vulnerable with exactly. I don't know if he if I can trust you with that because I I would say and I don't know I'd how like long to you're get you right <laughs> and and that but I and I'd like to get your opinion on this too I think a part of it too is that you might use that vulnerability against me. And you might try to turn that into you might try to use that as a weakness. Exactly. And 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 try to use that to get some part of me and try to knock me down.
1: Exactly. That's I've had that happen too. It's like you you can give some very valuable information to some people and then the moment y'all cut ties or anything like that it's they berate you with it. Mm. It's like they'll they'll beat you down with it. They'll they'll let you know what you did and this is the reason you're like this. Mm. And they'll blame the shit you had no control on on you. Right. But it's like that's again very very careful with who you just give out that type of information to. Yeah. It's like for me I usually just give it to my bros, because it's like, I know them niggas ain't gonna leave. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, they already with me.
0: Right. Okay. And I think that is a lot of the times how the cycle gets created. Of course. I think there is, when in those situations where there is a guy who, you know, there there's a bond, you have a friend, a homie, whoever, and... He does receive information a vulnerability you know something that you feel smaller at or a weakness that you have or just a moment where you're just not at your best yeah and that when that guy turns around to use that as something to beat that other guy down it usually is because somewhere somehow that vulnerability he identifies with and what what i what happens is that vulnerability is something that he in his heart, he can truly understand. And he at many times has the same vulnerability. And so then what happens is they start working out of this place of trauma where it's like, okay, I know you have this issue too. So I can big myself up by stepping on you. Exactly. And because I can identify with it so well, that allows me to know exactly how to turn the screws to fuck with you. And that allows me to turn the screws just the right way that I can get that necessary power over you so that I don't have to feel like we have to share in that experience. And that just goes back to, again the point that I keep making, which is we have to be honest and earnest with each other. We have to be willing to open up and share those kinds of experiences, those feelings, those times where you feel less than We have to be honest with each other about those things because there are a lot of us out here that are sitting on a lot of personal traumas. There are a lot of personal issues at times when we got hurt and didn't heal properly. There are things that maybe that happened that we just didn't understand and never took the time to process. And it sits there. I, and, and the thing that bothers me about it is it gets addressed in the space when it's with a woman. When there's a when there's a situation where one of us has a relationship with someone and then those issues start to eke out into that relationship oh yeah then it gets addressed and then that's when people want to jump like hey bro like maybe you know maybe you fucked up yeah maybe it's you that's doing this maybe you you, you know it's this issue but when it comes to us as guys and we the same issues occur and they occur within you know that in a similar fashion, mm. and they break down our relationships. It doesn't. It gets glossed over. No, it
1: gets glossed over because it's usually because niggas' thing is I, I find is like a lot of niggas hate fixing relationships. Like at least with their niggas, mm. it's like because niggas see like beef with their niggas is like beef. It's like they don't want to like talk to another nigga about a problem they got. 'Cause they feel like, you know, it's gonna lead to either them beating their ass mm-hmm. or, you know, just them not listening. Right. Most of the time, you know, a lot of niggas don't come to niggas cause they don't feel like the nigga gonna listen anyway. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but, you know, if you don't come to somebody with your problems, what what do you think is gonna happen? Right. The problem's gonna fester and you're gonna always have that problem. Mm-hmm. And that problem's gonna persist and if it keeps persisting, then well then it's gonna, you're gonna blow up.
0: Right. You're gonna It'll blow, blow up, up on that
1: person, and yeah. this person's not gonna know a thing. And and it <laughs> might even
0: end up coming out on somebody who it doesn't pertain to. Yes, at all. And that that again leads to deterioration of relationships. And Very quick with each other because now you have somebody who honestly is just lashing out. Yeah. They're know. They're lashing out because they need that help. They need that understanding Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to ask for it. They don't know how to open up and be vulnerable about it Mm -hmm. so instead of facing those things, we turn on each other. Exactly. And then we break down our bonds and relationships and then that turns into, again, that cycle. It feeds back into that cycle. Now you've created a new set of traumas. So then you have another guy who feels like he doesn't need to make the necessary bonds with another guy in a certain space. Mm-hmm. Well, now you might be hurting your network potential. Uh, a potent, uh, potential. I'm telling you. You, like- you might not be able to talk to certain people who could help you develop in maybe your career space. Mm-hmm. Maybe something that you're passionate about, a project. Maybe something... You know, in your household, maybe exactly. it's like a, a spouse of a sibling or something, and you can't create those bonds and develop personally. Exactly, because
1: you can't, you know, do what regular humans... I'm sorry, that sounds mean as hell, but just, you know, do the right thing and just come come to a human and be like, hey, I didn't like what you did. Mm-hmm. Could you, Could you maybe fix that and we can... We could, we could keep going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so simple. But I, I ain't going to cap. I found it hard, too, because it's like, back in the day, I always was like, you know, if, if somebody got a problem with me, come to me. Yeah. But, you know, I usually got into a lot of, you know, trouble with that because it was like, nick, a lot of niggas wouldn't really come to me. I mean, most of my niggas would, but it was about to fight. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really about to talk. Right. You know, so it was like i should have not been so gung-ho with ready to punch niggas and i should have been ready to talk so it's just like i feel as, as long as you can speak to somebody right. and get your point across right and they listen if they don't listen fuck them, yeah
0: because
1: you can't do shit after that yeah that's true but if they listen and they down with you and they change simple as that
0: and that's that's why To me, it's so crucial to keep having these conversations and point these things out now because what happens, and you just rightly addressed, you get to a point where you become so jaded and stuck in your ways, it's just too hard to try to unravel. It's too hard to try to go and address that. And honestly, people just don't have the patience for it. No, when you're a 30, 35, 40-year-old man and you're you're still having these childish quarrels with other guys, people are just going to write you off. Exactly. Don't call you fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're, I'm telling you, bro. They're, they're gonna they're gonna brush you aside and they're going to be like, "Listen, we can't deal with this. you're like you can't. You're, you're, you're a grown, grown man. man, right? <laughs> you can't do that. There's there's a point where there's not much we can do for you. There, you have to be able to sustain for yourself. Or at the very least, take initiative for yourself. If you're showing that you can make that change, then, yeah, some people will jump in there to help you. Exactly.
1: It's like, you know, somebody going to be with you as long as you can show yourself trying. Right. It's like, as long, especially if you already got some boys with you. Yeah. It's like, your boy. if they really your boys, they ain't just going to let your ass just sit there and struggle. Yeah. It's like, if you trying to show some change, they're going to help you. They're going to rock with you. Yeah. It's like, you know. But you you gotta show it, Absolutely. cause if you don't show it, distance. I hate that shit, but it's like it happens so so much with most of my niggas. Like you get distant, you stop talking, you stop getting in contact, and then you notice like four months later, you don't even know what this nigga doing on his store.
0: Mm. Mm. It's like, yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: it's over with. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and, and yes, that, that happens all too often and that, that's a perfect transition into the point I want to go back to as well, where it creates cycles of instability. You get the it's it you create that cycle of you have those unstable relationships and you have an unstable emotional state, which means then you're gonna have an unstable relationship with a significant other whoever, unstable in your career, you have a family, that's gonna be unstable. Everything's just gonna come going.
1: falling apart, bro. At some point all that's gonna just fall apart. Cause nothing's steady, bro. Right. You don't have anything going on that's steady at that point. It's like you you have to you have to build the people around you up. It's like you can't just you can't just berate people and just right. be like you know, fuck everybody. It's like, but I that's fun. the
0: thing. You can't build up the people around you if you cannot fortify the structure. Exactly. That is
1: you you're 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 not even like a sensible human right now. You're just. You can't even go to somebody and tell them about your problems.
0: Yeah, right. It's like
1: you, you have to be able to first do that as a grown adult. Right. You know, because if you can't, then I'm sorry, but you're still a kid. You can't. Yeah. You're yeah, not it, understanding it's, a thing. It is, it is <laughs>
0: childish. Yes. yes,
1: very much so.
0: And and that's, and that's so I, I I heard recently, and I'm paraphrasing. But I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts um, recently. The point that was made is people who come from unstable environments, like we're talking about, who come from unstable households, then turn into insecure men. In this case, they were talking about men specifically Mm -hmm. and how if essentially the way i looked at it was if your foundations unstable then you just for well not forever but you have a tendency to favor the unstable yes. because that's what you're familiar yeah, with yeah that's what you know and that's so what you start with right and so where they went with it was they were kind of tracking it out and they were like okay you start with an unstable environment, unstable household, and then you become this insecure man, and then you never have the confidence. You never have the ability to really express who you are openly and earnestly. And when I heard it, I was like this, I I really want to have a conversation about this because I've seen that. I've seen that firsthand. Where there and and I know a lot of these guys where you have this essence where there's just no confidence. There's no belief in your character and and what you are and what you stand for and, and who you can be. but and a big part of that is expression. A big part of, to me in my mind, confidence is, Expression. It's just you putting you on display.
1: Exactly. It's like you can go out there and be like, "Hey, you know, what's up? How you doing?"
0: Right. You know, people gonna like that. But (laughs) but the thing is, those dudes I feel like can't do that because they never had the foundation from the beginning. No. When because it starts in the household. It's like if you. And this is this is now where I'm making the connection. If you have a stable foundation and I and I'm defining that as you have a household where you're not saying you have the most money, mm-hmm. not saying that you know you're in the middle class tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily saying that there's mom and dad in the home. Okay. And we're going to get to that in a second. But just that you had you knew that you always were gonna have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You knew that, you know, those essential functions, your water, electricity, that kind of stuff was always gonna be covered. Okay. You knew there was food to be eaten. There was food in the refrigerator, wherever where it needed to be. And most importantly, you had a consistent parental or guardian figure who was there to support and encourage you and what you're about. No, oh, yeah. To me, that's the secure that's that's that foundation Yeah, the guys who then grow up to be the nice guys in some cases who grow up to be you know they they develop to a point where they do well for themselves honestly they they you know get their education or go into a field make their paper got the house you know got the car mm-hmm. this and the other but they still cannot stand up for themselves no they I they didn't have that foundation they didn't have most importantly that parental or guardian unit exactly. that was there to say you got this exactly that was there to say listen you're safe that was here to say listen you are doing well you are doing what you got to do you are who you need to be yeah it wasn't there. And so that tracks all the way out to now you're your own man. Exactly. And you you're out there. <laughs> you can't you can't present yourself the way you want to because that structure wasn't there.
1: You know, it's like, you know, especially whenever you're young and it's like you don't have like say like a, you know, I'm not necessarily saying if you don't have a father figure you can't, you know, grow up and be like a stand-young man. I mean, I I grew up without one. I'll definitely, you know, if a nigga say some shit, you know, that's it. Yeah. But it's like, it all depends on, I feel like, how your parents raise you. It's like, you have, even if you do have one parent, it's like, if you do have one parent, they have to be very strong, mm. and you they have to be, like, really into that, like, kid's life. They have yes. to really put that effort in and show that kid that, hey... Even the the world's not sun, and, you know, sun and candy. Mm-hmm. But you're okay. Yeah. You're fine. Everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. As long as you have someone in your life throughout to tell you that, you know, may, maybe not teach you that everything's, you know, perfect in the world, but can show you that things will get harder. Mm-hmm. But as long as you progress as a man, yes, or the person you are meant to be, girl, woman, is like you will be fine. You have to stay strong throughout all of that. You can you can never let yourself falter. But as long as you have that that type of parental guard, I feel as if maybe the foundation with of course, if you have all those things you said like the food, the lights on all that, you should definitely be able to stand up for yourself. But I feel as if even without all the like food, electricity, all that, I feel it's like as long as you have a roof over your head and someone to tell you shit's gonna be straight, you're gonna be fine. It's like you just have to you have to become a stronger person earlier. As long as you got that,
0: you're gonna be alright. I, I love it. I love that. And so I wanna I wanna ask you this question too. And it's gonna be a bit more of a personal question. So go follow ahead, me. Go ahead. I've seen, you know, the different phases i've seen you know the different rotations of people that we've been around mm-hmm. and just our interactions in general mm-hmm. I, I i know of you that and even as you said earlier you're not the most social individual Mm-mm. i know that when you do when you do take that cape off that there is there's a lot there I do appreciate, and, and there is some depth there what I want to ask you is with that being with you not being as social as you are and I think even to a degree that having to do with not having the most confidence to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and to interact with people in that space do you think that there is a connection of that to your environment you're growing up especially because you had said earlier that um you know you went through the adoption process. Oh yeah. And I know and like you said with your mother passing and all of that's a lot of instability. Oh yeah. That's yes. a lot of instability to start <laughs> off with <laughs> from jump. So would you would you say that you there's a connection there or Very how, how much do you think that works?
1: Uh it didn't like that's the sole reason I was the way I was cuz um uh, I don't really let this out but Um, when I was younger throughout middle school and shit like that, um, when I did find out about my mother's passing, like, I, I cried and shit, yeah, but I wouldn't, like, I didn't really know what to think, you know, so after that I had to be heavily medicated throughout like middle school, so I didn't really talk and had no friends through middle school, like, I, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk or no shit like that, but... For months, like in years on end, when I was at school, I wasn't saying shit. Like, kids would come up to me, talk to me, be like, hey, uh, can I sit here? I'd keep looking straight, wouldn't say shit, I couldn't even eat, cause I was just, you know, so up on my medication. You know, shit I had to take, cause I was a fucked up kid. So, you know. I got used to just not talking, not having no friends. I thought that was the usual. I saw niggas talking at lunch and was like, I don't give a fuck about that. You know, as long as I had my little brother, because he was also heavily medicated, just like me. So we sat by each other usually, we wouldn't say shit, but I ain't gonna say we had no telepathic talking or no shit like that, but when we was like heavily medicated and we was by each other, we usually would just sit there, we'd look at each other sometimes and just be like, cause we both know we we up. <laughs> yeah. It's like we, we yeah. medicated, we can't really do our shit the way we wanna do it.
0: And so the, just, just as a clarification, the medications that you were taking, what what were they supposed to do?
1: Uh, it was like ADHD medicine. Okay. okay. So it was like, just like. So
0: it was supposed to help like focus? Yeah, it
1: was supposed and... to just help focus, but they made me like hyper focus. Mm. So I would sit there and like, if I saw like patterns on the wood, I would sit there and count the patterns on the wood for like just the whole time, focused on that, not even caring what's around me. And you know, if I was looking at Son, it was like, since I was so damn hyper-focused, it's like I could hear his ass. But you know, it was like, he was just bored out of his mind. We just couldn't talk. Then we was out of school, that's when we was like, you know, more lively and shit like that. But we was just, we was a sporadic-ass bunch. And we was like, we was screaming, doing dumb shit. I know it probably annoyed the shit out of mama. I'm short. But with all that, you know, medication, of course I got used to being, not talking to people. And that shit led all the way up to like, Ninth grade, like high school, wow. Cause I was in high school and I finally was just all for it. Mm. I was just all for it, and I could just actually think for myself and do what I wanted to do.
0: And was that a was that a a a personal choice or was that a, a-
1: I kind of, I kind of had to. I think I, I had like, I don't know what type of shit, but I had like really bad ADHD. Like I couldn't focus at all. And, like, I was not getting good grades because I was not giving a fuck about the material. Like, I, for, like, a long time, I kept telling myself, like, I don't care about any of this. It's like, I don't have a family. (laughs) I don't have anything right now. Why the fuck am I at school? It's like, so, all the way up to, like, ninth grade, it's like, whatever. Then, when I was just off of it, I still... I didn't have the social skills building up through all those years. So I was just sitting there like pissed off at the world, didn't like nobody, you know, wondering my purpose and still trying to see, you know, what the fuck I can do. So with that, didn't really make many friends. I had like one white friend. Mm.
0: And so going through that, what was, so what what was the turning point for you what what, the, what was the transition where you realized the toll that all those things had taken on you and and what did you do how did you turn it around
1: i noticed i had really fucked up I, like it was after high school really because after high school well, is whenever so like you made it
0: all the way through high school oh just and that was those were issues all the way through
1: yeah, like i'm telling you bro it's like I was I was not really talking to too many people. The only person I really talked to for real, like text-wise, we had a group chat, and like I would sometimes text in there when people was like saying some shit just to start shit. But I I noticed like my anti-social skills was like really fucked up. Like when I got out of high school, because I was like I don't have like I I still really don't have many people who fuck with me. <laughs> It's like people who fucked with me at high school really only fucked with me cuz I used to think like I was like I'm the head of the gang. Everybody, you know, they hang around me. Yeah. But it's like after high school, it was like ain't nobody calling me. Ain't nobody being like, "What's up, Larry?" Mm. So it was mm. like it was like, "Damn." Mm.
0: That's
1: when I noticed it was like, "Hey, maybe they wasn't really just hanging around yeah. me for yeah. Me,
0: and that's it."
1: Yeah. It was pretty much me and Alex for a bit.
0: That's that's really when it set in. Like, yeah, it's
1: case. like hey, and then I had to go a long bit. I went to like the working community because I was like, I don't, I don't have too many just hangout time events. Right, right, Might right. as well get me some paper. Right. So I started working. I related to it,
0: and that created a relationship for you. Exactly.
1: Too. It's like you yeah. know, Perfect. I then I, I got my other boys along the way. Right. And I had to learn that, you know, it's, it's too important to keep the people you hold dear close. Indeed. It's like, because you can fuck around and not have any.
0: <laughs> and there's a lot, there are a lot out there who don't. Exactly. So, man, I, I, I love that. This has been a fantastic conversation. Hell yeah. So, in closing, Seeing and what you've seen and, and sharing the experiences that you've had um, when it comes to dealing with, you know, foundational instability, how those things affect your, your social interactions, how that affects how you display yourself and your confidence um, and just, you know, the journey that you've gone What would what are some 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 tips or or you know, some things that you would offer to other young men to help that are in the position that you were in or even still in to help turn that around?
1: Oh well the most definite thing is learn that it, it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to tell like, you know, your close friend that, you know, you going through some shit or, you know, maybe you need some help or maybe if shit rough, you know a a helping hand or just a lending ear is like it really helps. It pulls a lot of weight off a nigga chest. Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily, you know, care about the other person. It's like at least at least show that, you know, you can be a kind person to other people. Yeah. You do not you don't always have to be standoffish. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, we all gotta die. It's like what's what's the problem with showing, you know, someone some love? But it's you know, at the end of the day just be good people. Is what I was what I think you should do for every black brother and every person.
0: Be honest and be vulnerable with your brothers. Communicate. It's okay to spend time with each other to decompress and bullshit ever so often. But the most prolific men and that have the strongest of bonds, they knew that they're, they're brothers top to bottom. They had seen them at their lowest and known the worst shit that they did. And they'd also seen them at their highest when they were succeeding at the best. So that's what it takes. We have to have those dialogues. We have to make that the norm that means talking to the people you need to to heal mm-hmm. we're sitting on broken hearts and broken minds and conversations like these are what it takes and so larry i'm glad to have had you here
1: i'm glad to be here my brother i, I
0: appreciate you for sharing in this dialogue with me and hopefully really inspiring and opening up some new perspectives um for those that are in our space and those that are trying to help those that are in our space. Hell yes. I'm glad to have had you here. Man, so this has been a bomb. <laughs> yeah. So this has been another episode of Menstruction. Fuck yeah. We have been able to provide another beneficial brick for you to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. I'm Black Velvet. And I'm Larry, I wish you the best, peace.